Are you an African-American Karen? Are you tired of wearing a mask? Do you think you can replace Kamala Harris as the next president? Coming up today on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Alright, today's just going to be a mixture of the same old stuff. So I was listening to TimCast IRL. Check him out if you want an anti-corporate media person. I mean, he's a, he's... He may, you know, he's close to the biggest deal. He's a big deal as far as anti-corporate media goes, mainstream media. They were talking about the Waukesha Christmas parade attack, and we don't know what happened there yet. But uh, you know, a few people, not huge people, people bigger than me. You know, I'm sure they got bigger Twitter followers, follow followings than me. With my, I think I got ten or something, and I think eight of them are bots. Nah, I think there's at least three real people in there. But some people, I don't know, some like state representative, for instance, and I forget who the other person was, some big deal, some mildly large deal in the BLM movement. You know, they were basically like, uh, this is what you get, America. You know, here's a here's a black man running over 50 people, killing five, you know, lots of kids involved. The five killed were all older women, I believe. So that's, there's some kids in critical, but there may be no kids who die from this. Anyways, I mean, that's that's all standard fare. But the interesting part was, so I, I can't remember if it was Missouri or something. It was like the state rep from Missouri. Let's just say that because I can't remember. The state rep from Missouri was like, this is what you get, America. You know, this is uh, when a country bases itself on systemic institutions of structural racism and stru- structural systems of systemic racism, this is what you get. Black men with super long criminal histories are going to just run people over. They're going to use their car as a weapon. Obviously, I'm putting a little more words into her mouth than she said. But here we go. The interesting part was, one of the guys on the panel, or whatever you want to call it, on TimCast IRL, uh, called her a Karen. And I've previously said that Karen, like, that, that, you know, that's the N-word for white women. Like, you know, if you want to say a black person is just the lowest of the low and you have absolutely no respect for them and their race, then you call them the N-word. you probably heard of that. But then lately, if you want to say that white women are the worst of the worst and you have no respect for their race or their gender, well, you call them a Karen. And obviously, social media will kick you off for saying one of them and not for the other, but they're basically the same idea. But just like the N-word has the hard R version... And then black people, like, you know, they put a, whatever, I guess it's called the soft R version. Whatever, they just started using that to uh, refer to themselves, their friends, whatever. Just, you know, it's like dude. They started using it like the word dude, like I used to use dude back in the 80s with my middle school buddies. So basically, they took the word back, or, or however you want to say it. There was this word that was used to attack them. They took, they took that word and they turned it around and made it a good word, a good word that they can use. Now, because of the understandable history of slavery in America, uh, you know, only black people can use that word, and that's fine. I don't disagree. But, you know, it wasn't right that, like, oh, anyone can use the word Karen. I mean, basically, maybe, I guess, only white women should have been able to use the word Karen, but... Uh, Anyway, society's racist against whites, so they didn't go that way. And it was like, yep, anyone, it's open season. Anyone who wants to call a white woman Karen can go for it. But so here's the thing. Uh, it's not exactly taking back the word, because, well, I don't know. I bet there are some white women out there just calling each other Karens, and, and that's awesome. If they do that, I think that is the greatest thing ever. 
But this guy on Timcast IRL, trying to get to the point here, folks. He was using Karen to mean a white woman who is racist against white people. So he was calling this—he was calling this lady that uh, said that you know whatever America whites got what they deserved when this guy uh, mowed down 50 people in a parade. He's like, yeah, some Karen is saying that that was a wonderful thing. And I think I've been starting to say that a little bit, but I just I hadn't fully realized. It's like woke. There's a time that like woke people would call each other woke and whatever. They could do it with uh, pride, I guess. But then people who disliked woke people started using it as an insult. And now today, being woke, that's basically an insult. So now Karen doesn't mean, uh, oh, you're, her, you're a lady in Central Park who got falsely accused of being racist and it turned out that the black guy was completely at fault. Now Karen means... You're a white woman who's being racist as hell, but it's against your own race. So getting some stats about COVID uh, from the Barry Weiss podcast. And they're not giving me the numbers exactly how I'd like them, but according to them, a large segment of the population believes that if you get COVID, you have a over 50% chance of being hospitalized. So that means one in two. Two people get it, one of them has to go to the hospital. That's what people think. Now, the stats for if you're vaccinated, um, fully vaccinated, I guess I have two shots or whatever. I don't even know what fully vaccinated means anymore. But anyways, if you're fully vaccinated, whatever that means, uh, then your chance of being hospitalized is 1 in 20,000. That basically means uh, whatever. You're probably going to die in a car wreck more likely than you are to get hospitalized. And that fully 20,000, or sorry, that 1 in 20,000 chance when you're fully vaccinated, uh, that doesn't really, you know, that doesn't mean like kids have a 1 in 20,000 chance. Basically, it's all old fat people. So that means if you're old and fat, you actually have a worse chance. You, you may get it. If you're old and fat, look out. I mean, you know, you may die of a heart attack before you get it too, though. Okay, and that's actually per week. So every week, you have a 1 in 20,000 chance. So that's... Whatever. That changes it a little bit. I mean, you know, that means in a year of 52 weeks, you got a 50 in 20,000 chance. That's a little more. And so Barry Weiss had a funny story. She uh, had some sort of surgery recently, and she lives in L.A. And she went to the hospital. They had to put her out, you know, make her unconscious for the surgery. And, uh, you know, she'd had all her vaccination shots, but that wasn't enough. So she had to wear a cloth mask underneath the oxygen mask that she was breathing through while she was unconscious during the surgery. So that's pretty funny. And they're mentioning it, so I'll mention it again. I already talked about this, but there's only ever been one, um, whatever, randomized, double-blind uh, study on whether or not masks work for COVID. Like there's no, only one, and that's the only way you can tell. The only way you can tell is a randomized, double-blind study. And there's been one of them. They did it in Bangladesh. It was Stanford who did it. And what they found was, you know, if you got a cloth mask, you know, if you're like the Frito Bandito with a bandana, uh, that has absolutely zero effect on anything. And if you have a, a surgical mask, it reduces whatever by 11%. Like, I don't know if they know if it's actually, tran you know, I don't know if they know if you're giving it or getting it. But I think just generally, if you get a population to wear surgical masks all the time, then they got 11% less COVID. 
Well, I don't really care enough about masks to keep listening, but uh, I fast-forwarded a couple times through the episode to see what they're saying, and I guess long story short, um, whatever, masks are stupid. If you're young, if you're not fat, etc., masks are stupid. Now, they support getting the vaccination, so I, I imagine they would say if you're not vaccinated or if you haven't caught it before... They'd probably say uh, either that you should wear masks or maybe that we don't know. And uh, what I would say is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That would be my opinion. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm vaccinated. And in my state, for a while there, you didn't have to wear a mask at the grocery store. I mean, that's basically where I go. I go to the grocery store. you got to eat. And I was vaccinated. Whatever. There was no vaccine, and I wore my mask to the grocery store. And then, just coincidentally or whatever, I got the vaccine, and then at the same time, my state said, okay, you don't have to wear the mask. And I was like, sweet, because I wear glasses. Like, People are like, oh, wearing a mask is not a big deal. Well, if if being blind is not a big deal, then you're right. But anyways, because I wear a mask, it just fogs up my glasses like instantly, and I can't see a damn thing. So for a while, it was nice. Whatever, the the governor, the damn governor that I hate, uh, let off on the gas pedal on wearing masks and then anyways they brought it back and you know now currently you got to wear a mask again it's like i am vaccinated i am a little fat but i'm young ish and either way i don't care screw the masks i know this i know what the masks do i know the studies on them they're not that good here's what i'll say i pretty much guarantee you know right now i'll bet any listener 10 bucks any listener who wants to contact me uh five years from now you know, they're going to do, a, you know, the studies will finally come out and they're going to say, oh, you were a bunch of idiots for wearing masks as much as you did. But it was important that you did it because we really, really hate Donald Trump. Even today, what will that be? That'll be 2026. 20, we really hated Donald Trump back then. So it was just a nice bludgeon. It was a nice cudgel. It was a nice club. It was a nice sword. It was a nice big stick with which to beat your enemies. Now I'm listening to Matt Lewis. Uh, he's going over the year's politics with some guy who wrote an article on it. And so they're talking about the uh, Virginia governor's race where the Republican won. You know, critical race theory was, I don't, I don't know if it was the biggest issue, but it was an issue. It was not a small issue. And the Republican, I mean, you know, he didn't say, I don't think he said the words critical race theory. He just said, I think parents should be able to uh, have a voice in what their kids learn. And the Democrat was like, if you don't, you know, if you, people who don't like critical race theory, that's a dog whistle to racism. Or sorry, that's a racist dog whistle. Which, I don't know why, but I just think that's a funny thing to say. That's a racist dog whistle. And apparently the voters didn't agree, and he lost. So they're talking about Kamala Harris and how, basically, she's not popular, uh, I mean, you know, like the best, if you want to be president of the United States, the best job you can have to use as a springboard, obviously, is vice president. But she's not doing a great job with it. She's not popular. People don't like her. Um, And so here's their theory. I mean, you know, whatever you can. Theories are like, uh, you know what, holes. Everyone's got one and they're all full of. Actually, you know what? I'm mixing my jokes. Never mind that. But anyways, everyone's got a theory. That was bosses are like blank. Anyways, I mixed up I mixed up opinions and bosses in those jokes. But so the theory they have, like, you know, who wants to be 
Democratic president. You know, what, what, you know what, what's the kind of person you need to look for to find someone who can win against, you know, who knows, maybe Trump next time or whatever, can just beat anyone, can beat anyone on the Republican side and be the next Democratic president, you know. And we'll see what happens. Maybe Biden will live. Maybe he won't. But anyways, their idea is you need someone who is a person of color and is not woke. Like a Democrat who's a person of color. You know, like, for instance, I don't know, they talk about, um, I think his name is Eric Adams. Adams. He's the new uh, mayor of New York City. And he kind of ran, he's a former police officer, and he kind of ran on not defunding the police. And I guess ever Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, found not guilty bunch of whoever's uh, closed down the Brooklyn Bridge and so Matt's idea was you know like this is his chance he should have said yeah there's you know there's issues in America but this is my city and you're not closing down the Brooklyn Bridge basically taking a stand against woke stuff and I guess long story short that person has not emerged and it shows you really how America is so completely not racist it's like we want a, we want a black person who will just oppose all this white, woke BS. You know, all this stuff where white people say they're on the side of... Yeah, that's right. So white people say they're on the side of black people, but they're just virtue signaling. And what the Democrats need is a black person to say, you guys, shut up and sit down. Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. Please get yourself canceled by sharing this with your friends. Huh. I said those two things like... It was going to be a list of things that I was going to tell you, but I don't have another thing in the list. So there you go. Thanks for listening.